the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus set out and went away to the region of Tyre. He entered a house and did not want anyone to know he was there, yet he could not escape notice. But a woman whose little daughter had an unclean spirit immediately heard about him, and she came and bowed down at his feet. Now the woman was a Gentile of Syrophoenician origin. She begged him to cast the demons out of her daughter. Jesus said to her, let the children be fed first, for it is not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. But she answered him, Sir, even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. Then Jesus said to her, For saying that you may go, the demon has left your daughter. So she went home, found the child lying on the bed, and the demon's gone. Then Jesus returned from the region of Tyre and went by the way of Sidon toward the Sea of Galilee in the region of the Decapolis. They brought to him a deaf man who had an impediment in his speech, and they begged him to lay his hands on him. Jesus took him aside in private, away from the crowd, and put his fingers in his ears, and he spat and touched his tongue. Then looking up to heaven, Jesus sighed and said to him, Ephatha, that is, be opened. And immediately, his ears were opened, his tongue was released, and he spoke plainly. Then Jesus ordered them to tell no one, but the more he ordered them, the more zealously they proclaimed it. They were astounded beyond measure, saying, He has done everything well. He even makes the deaf to hear and the mute to speak. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Self-help books. We all have seen the self-help section in a bookstore. We probably read a few self-help books. Some of the titles, well, they can almost be ridiculous. Like this one. This is a real book. Knitting with Dog Hair. Better a sweater from a dog you know and love than a sheep you've never met. (laughs) Or how to get your husband to talk to you. Or this one, believe it or not, from a Devotions for Teens series. Anyone can be cool, but awesome takes practice. (laughs) If the Bible were a bookstore, remember when there were bookstores? Proverbs, Proverbs would be the self-help section. For the next three Sundays, we have readings from Proverbs. Wisdom for life. A lot of it seems like good old-fashioned advice. It's not so much about theological things like revelation and salvation, but down-to-earth things. Reminds me of kind of a modern-day proverb, God helps those who help themselves. But the key verse in Proverbs is, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. 
And fear here isn't about being afraid of God. It's more about reverence for God and seeking good rather than evil. So think of Proverbs as short, pithy sayings that pack a punch. Now, tweets have become part of our news media, and they have up to 240 characters, but Proverbs, hmm, my unofficial count is they're closer to 60 to 70 characters. Here are a few popular ones. Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before the fall. Or train children in the right way and when old they will not stray. At the beginning of a school year, I'm sure teachers and teachers and parents could give all kinds of pithy proverbs to children. And then there are a couple good ones in our reading today. A good name is better than riches. And in a time of greater economic disparity than ever, the poor and rich have this in common, that God has created them all. Whoever sows injustice will reap calamity. Those who are generous will be blessed. Short, sweet, to the point. But I bet we could do worse. We actually could. Think of all the slogans of advertising. Those short, pithy phrases that try to get our attention. Advertisements now customized to our personal tastes and buying habits that just invade us online. Or posts and tweets that usually preach to the choir, berating the other and further dividing us between us and them and usually making us feel a lot better about ourselves. Finally, think about how popular culture and our personal news sources shape our values. So this past week, our Wednesday Bible study began to look at Proverbs in preparation for these three weeks. And as we discussed it, Vicar Noah told us that his father just gave him a self-help book called 12 Rules for Life, an Antidote to Chaos. Now, thanks to that feature online where you can look inside the book that I love and start reading a chapter or look at the table of contents, you can find out what those 12 are. So, Noah, give us a few of the goodies, as I would call it, of the 12 rules for life. Compare yourself to who you were yesterday, not to who someone else is today. Set yourself in order before you criticize the world. Whoa. <laughs> Assume the person you are listening to may know something you don't. Double whoa. <laughs> and I like this one. Pet a cat when you encounter one on the street. So when you think about it, there are a lot of sort of American proverbs that we've heard passed on to us. And our class came up with some of these. Be seen and not heard. The early bird gets the worm. A penny saved is a penny earned. I didn't know this one, but it's great. Measure twice, cut once. <laughs> and then this one was emailed to me later. The grass may be greener on the other side, but you'll have to mow it. <laughs> I wonder if a couple of you can think of a, a few more wonderful little American proverbs like that. Just raise your hand and I'll call on you. 
Don't be shy. I know you know some. A proper. Waste not, want not. A stitch in time saves nine. A stitch in time saves nine. Now, life is hard and life is complicated, and who wouldn't be able to use some help now and then? Right? Some advice for life. Wouldn't you love some of these, like on a 365 proverb a day calendar or embroidered on something that you hang up on a bath a dish towel or maybe on a refrigerator magnet but I also think there are well when I thought about it those little um, fortune cookies wouldn't you say that the papers inside are like proverbs yeah Noah give us a few of those Okay, this is an addition to the one you said earlier. The early bird gets the worm, but the second mouse gets the cheese. <laughs> Nothing is so much to be feared as fear. The wise man is the one who makes you think he is dumb. The usefulness of a cup is in its emptiness. All right. Now, there is wisdom also in our reading from the book of James today. In fact, we have five readings from James this month. And the key verse sounds like a proverb. Faith without works is dead. Favoritism and partiality have no place in our assemblies. You can't treat the well-dressed person better than the person who may look homeless to us. You could think of today's reading as a how-to manual on loving our neighbor, especially those of a lower economic class. But it's also wisdom for how we treat people with less social power, like refugees, people of color, those of other gender identities or sexual orientations. I love self-help books. I have a lot on my shelf. I've read quite a few. In fact, I think it's a good thing to work on ourselves. But the other side of this is that this endless search for health and happiness and wealth, this lifelong project of building a life, this never-ending betterment program can be exhausting. Will we ever be wise enough? Will we ever be good enough? Will we ever be smart enough? Will we ever be fit enough? Will we ever be spiritual enough? Now, striving is part of what it means to be human. It energizes us. And at the beginning of the school year, it is good to strive. But we gather here around a gospel in which God seeks us and longs not only for our well-being, but for the well-being of the whole world. For Christians, Christ is our wisdom. And that means not only his teaching, but his essence. In today's gospel, there is no self help for the woman, the Gentile woman who seeks healing for her daughter. Jesus spouts what could have just been a proverb of his day growing up as a Jewish boy. Let the children be fed first. It's not fair to, to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. Dogs? Did Jesus just use a racial slur? 
In a time when racism and xenophobia are on the rise in our world, hearing a racial slur from our Lord Jesus is unsettling, to say the least. Yet as human, Jesus was a product of his time, as we are ours. And who would have thought that this outsider woman, this Gentile woman, would have given to Jesus a proverb that opened his heart and expanded his ministry? Sir, even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. And then when Jesus heals the man with an impediment, he proclaims a one-word proverb, ephatha, a pearl of wisdom that means be opened. So when there are too many words, too many proverbs, too much advice, too many self-help books, too many impediments for life. The living Christ meets us with one word that melts us down, changes us, and remakes us in the divine image. Ephatha, be opened. This word of grace opens our closed minds and our broken hearts. The bread of life and the cup of salvation open our hearts to mercy and forgiveness. The person sitting next to us here or on the L opens us up to a world beyond ourselves. The welcome that we declare here challenges us to open ourselves up to people who do not look like us, who do not think like us, who do not worship or pray like us, and the hardest one, to people who do not vote like us. The sending at the end of this liturgy opens us to our lifelong mission to go in peace, to share the good news, to serve the Lord, and to be signs of openness and grace. Ephatha. It's gospel, it's good news, it's grace. It's the one-word proverb to take home today. Ephatha, be opened.